When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. People of the internet, welcome to Modern Day Debate. Tonight we are debating, is the Great Reset real? And we are starting right now. So I am Kaz, host of the Atheist Edge, and I'm going to be guest subbing for uh, James tonight. We have T-Jump versus James Hake. Each person is going to have 10 minutes for their opening statement, 50 minutes for the open discussion, and then we're going to do 25 minutes of Q&A. And going first is James Hake. So Hake, at your first word, I will start the timer. The floor is all yours. All right. Well, thank you very much, Kaz. Shout out to Modern Day Debate and James Coons. We wish him well. And thank you to T-Jump. Nice to see you again, man. Um, I say that the Great Reset is indeed very real. But what exactly is it and who is behind it? And is it a conspiracy? Conspiracy means secret. And uh, it also means illegal. And I suppose it's not necessarily that secret in many ways. And it's not necessarily that illegal in many ways. But I don't think that it's overall a good thing. We've seen the Great Reset come into the fore with, um, at least talk about it, with the uh, China, what I call the China virus. I, hopefully that's not hate speech. I disavow all hate speech. The COVID-19, as the globo homo people call it, and they, they being the uh, people of power, of worldly power, licked their chops and fed into fear once they realized that this thing has some seriousness to it, this pandemic, as they call it. And they used fear and exploitation of a crisis. Never let a crisis go to waste, people have said. Obama's, one of Obama's right-hand man has, has said that in the past. And he's of the same ilk as these people are to shut down economies, shut down businesses, put fear in, in women and female-minded people and people who are at health risk honestly and make an excuse to take control and so we've seen that at the local level as well as the state and national and international level and we've seen um efforts over the years decades maybe even century more than a century really maybe even more than that with the communists to exert control and centralize power in order to bring about some ideology or other i think that it's innate in human nature to want to control and especially the the the, uh what i call the female-minded type of thing that's like a control freakish thing and that's what we see we see these liberal false values being pushed by all the um the commie capitalist corporations that are involved with the World Economic Forum, and they all support Black Lives Matter, anti-racism, 
uh, be, we have to celebrate the LGBT stuff and we have to um, push this world health thing. And so we have this World Health Organization, which is part of the UN, which was part of a, oh, let's bring peace. They hide behind nice, uh, nice things like, oh, econ economic security, friendliness between the nations. But really, it's it's not for what's right, I don't think. And some of them, some of the people who are for this st stuff, like Klaus Schwab, he may be a well-meaning person, right? He seems like a well-meaning guy, but good intentions are not uh, good. It's always best, I say, to want local control because then you have local authorities whom you can confront and you can't face somebody who's at the state or the national, much less the international level. So I don't think that this great reset thing of centralizing power and making things um, efficient is really a, a good thing, but it's definitely a real thing what they're trying to do. Okay, thank you so much, James. And we'll go ahead and kick it over to T-Jump for his opening statement. T-Jump, at your first word, the floor is all yours. Uh, there were so many trigger words in that statement. I don't know if anybody could have survived the triggering. Um, but I don't. I didn't hear anything about what exactly the Great Reset is in Hake's worldview or what they're doing. I mean, like, I know that there was a paper published by the World Economic Forum saying there's a bunch of problems and they titled it The Great Reset, but so what What exactly is the conspiracy? Uh, I'll just end it there. All right, thank you so much, T-Jump, for your opening statement. And we're gonna kick it into the open discussion in just one second. But before we do that, I just wanna let you guys know, especially if it's your first time joining us here at Modern Day Debate, that we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And we want you to feel welcome no matter what walk of life you're from. And if you have a question or a comment for one of tonight's debaters, fire into the old live chat and be sure to tag me at Modern Day Debate. Super chats will go to the top of the list, and all we ask is that you keep it civil, attack the argument, and not the person, as insults will not be read. Uh, our guests are linked in the description below, whether you're listening on YouTube or via the podcast. So if you like what you're hearing, please click those links below. Um, also, we will be having an after show uh, on my channel, so that is also linked in the description below as well. Hit the subscribe button because we have plenty more live debates coming your way that you don't want to miss, uh, including... Get this up there. Uh, Daniel Hakikachu versus uh, Mike Jones and Alex Stein versus... Uh, uh, Hunter Avalon. Those are both uh, coming forth with. So please like and subscribe. And with that, we will kick it into the open discussion. Gentlemen, at your first word, the floor is all yours. You're muted. Um, I would say that the Great Reset, which I, although I don't know much about what it is, it is about centralizing control, which I did mention. In the name of or in the guise of listening to experts on the, on the basis of health or the climate scare or um, uh, human rights, fake things like that. And it's about, <laughs> <laughs> it's about uh, you know, just a, kind of a centralizing, centralizing power and... Um, directing how things should be with regard to like daily life and businesses and stuff like that. So it's the Republican party. That's, that's the great reset. Partly. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of Republican 
there's a lot of the Republicans nowadays who are not for local control. That is for sure. They would be included in that. It's like, it, for me, it's not a conspiracy. It's a culture. You know how these, how everybody's all of a sudden all pro so-called same-sex marriage and all that stuff. Similar with the um, kissing up to women and stuff like that. And they've bullied now many of the Republicans into believing, you know, the the climate hysteria. So now more and more people are falling towards this nagging type of push for caving to the demands of the green people and all that stuff. Does that make sense? Follow the Martians, the, the green people. Green people are the. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, you know what I mean. The environmentalist type stuff. That's the next uh, push in after the China virus was the climate shutdowns. They wanted climate shutdowns to help the earth heal. And many of the Republicans are falling for that type of thing. Why do you say Republicans are about uh, centralizing control? I agree with you on, on some level. They're becoming like the Democrats, but why do you well, say that? All, all people are like that. That's how power has worked throughout yeah. history. I don't understand why you're calling this the great reset all of a sudden, like all human beings have been about centralizing power since, you know, conquering and world domination has always been a thing. You know, Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, Tilda Hun, uh, so the British Empire. I what, what, what is the great reset supposedly? Cause all, all you've said so far is that people want control. Like, yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. And they're, t and they're taking control in different ways. I mean, they used the shut, the, Communist, what I call the communist shutdowns in the name of the China virus was an example of the culture doing it for itself without much, without much action at the central level, without, with just prodding and recommendations, a little bit of prodding and recommendations, people hopped right to it and became very obedient to, to sh shooting themselves in the foot economically. So... You sit. You agree that the, the Great Reset, although it's a new term, perhaps new for the last 10, 20 years, whatever, it's real and it's nothing new, is what you're saying. Well, I, I haven't want it. They're taking it. Well, I haven't heard what exactly it's supposed to be right now. It's like all you've said is that um, people are trying to centralize power, which has always been the case. Right. Um, China shutdowns. I don't think. I don't think that Chinese political decisions have anything to do with like Western economic policy or the, the World Economic China. Forum. No, you're misunderstanding me. I'm saying in the name of the China virus, different all the practically all the countries around the world shut down their uh, local businesses on on some level or another. I'm not talking about the China shutdowns. I'm talking about the shutdowns that we experienced in 2020. Yeah, yeah, like many countries did that and it wasn't like a centralized authority they were right. all like let's work together to try to centralize power like nobody said that they're like right. let's try to save lives that was that was the motivation and they didn't really do anything after that it's not like and after the covid shutdowns they centralized power by opening everything up again they didn't exactly open everything up again they once they crossed that line to be able to shut down stuff like that, they can do it again. And like I said, it's, it's a culture. The culture has been primed for this type of degeneracy that we shut down stuff 
and hurt ourselves. And the economy is still reeling to this day as a result of that. People are wondering why we have all of this inflation and uh, messed up uh, supply chain issues and things like that. Well, it's because we have people who've hamstrung our economy in a lot of different ways. But what does any of that have to do with the Great Reset? Like, yes, people you, make you, decisions. Some of them are right. bad. And therefore, what? And, and we've done shutdowns before. They already had the power to do the shutdowns. That's how they did them in the first place. They didn't add any new powers. Um, and they haven't done it since because they, ha they haven't done anything since the COVID shutdowns to to enact some kind of global reset. They just kind of went on as as normal. I don't I don't see any great reset. Businesses destroyed as a result of the shutdown. You think yeah, those shutdowns were necessary? Um, I don't think it matters to whether or not there's a great reset. Like there's lots of political decisions that destroy businesses. Um, that doesn't mean it's a part of some grand conspiracy to unify power and global economic unification in the world. Like there are lots of decisions that are stupid by governments. This is not a, a super conspiracy thing because governments do stupid things. So you agree it was stupid? Um, I don't know. I have to wait for more evidence comparing like whichever country it was that didn't do the shutdown, Sweden or something, um, and compare their outcomes to other countries' outcomes to make a assessment of which was better, depending on like the rate at which natural biological functions can build up an immunity and whether herd immunity is formed that way. I'd have to know more data on that. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'll leave it up to the experts. Okay. Well, I'm not asserting that it's a conspiracy as much as a, a culture that's been um, that's been primed for destroying. That's what the reset is, destroying or taking advantage of destruction to rebuild their way, which is, I argue, worse because it's take it's centralizing power rather than keeping it to the local control, which is where it's where the people have more say so on their own lives and communities. Um, okay, but I, I don't see any of that. Like, I don't see anything of like COVID shutdowns, therefore take away powers from the municipalities. It doesn't, doesn't seem to be a thing. Like, it's not like, oh, the government now has rights to decide your state road laws. Like, no, it it's doesn't do that. Not municipalities, it's from individuals, people, businesses. They had, they had very little say as to whether they were allowed to stay open. And you act like this was not a new thing. It was, I think those shutdowns, correct me if I'm wrong, those were unprecedented. That level of shutting down the country, turning it into a ghost town, I'd never seen that before in my life. It may have happened in the past. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it not a, a, for, a great reset. Well, for it to be a great reset, there has to be like a reset action where it resets something. If it's literally the things that we've already been doing and then we did something and then went back to the things we already went doing. I mean, I guess, I guess that's a reset where you like turn the computer on, turn the computer off. Yeah. That's but a reset. But we didn't go back to what we were doing because a lot of businesses were destroyed. Now Amazon's doing better than ever I hear. And all these corporations that are in bed with the government are all the more powerful. And we, and they successfully used this, uh, these, this client, the, not the climate scare, the health scare to bring in the mail-in voting and make make it so that every idiot could vote very, very conveniently. And we have to vote Trump out. So they reset the whole presidency in America. And I'm not saying that it was a conspiracy. I'm not saying it was 
it was like a violation of laws necessarily, but I'm saying that this was all those great reset people, you know, the World Economic Forum people, the World Health Organization people, UN types, the establishment in our government, the Joe Biden types and the people who supported him and the people who don't like Trump. That was all they reset Trump right out of office. We didn't go back to where we were. <laughs> I, again, I'm not saying this is a conspiracy. I, what I'm, saying? I'm not saying no. I never said it was a conspiracy. You're, well, you're, I, I don't you're, understand what exactly you're saying the Great Reset is, other than people disagree and they do new things occasionally and they do new laws and, occasionally. Therefore, Great Reset. I don't, I don't get it. They call it the Great Reset. It's not my word for it. Well, who calls but, what the Great Reset? What like the World Health. The, the whatever the World Health Forum has like a paper they call the Great Reset, which is a nothing. There's there's no policies related to that whatsoever. Um, I don't see anything that anybody in the actual world is calling the Great Reset with any kind of plan or intentionality or set of demonstrable values that they're trying to implement. It seems like it's a made up thing by Republicans that has no basis in reality. Uh, it, it's just doing things Republicans don't like therefore it's bad so it's the racism of the republicans it's like we're just going to call it the great reset because we don't like it kind of a thing but there's no actual policy there like for it to be a thing there has to be some kind of centralized policy there for it to be around not just no everything we don't like i i disagree with you in that it's funny that you said it's the racism of the republicans you're saying that the democrats cry racism and that's not overall a real thing and yes. so the republicans cry great reset and overall it's normal life uh the way things work i can agree with you a little bit on that um and i'm not one of these harp on the great reset type of people but i do see and i think that you do too the um the un types the who types the um cdc types they love to be feeling like self-important and and pushing their uh, their control freakness on to the people, and it's and you see it bear out in the local populations too. Women screaming at at people or who are unmasked, and males doing it too. And so it's like a mindset that is in, infected, and it's probably infected ever since the beginning of time, really. So, but the Great Reset is the latest episode of what you see of what you see throughout history. You're right about the centralizing power and people being doing what I argue counterproductive things. So to, uh, why call it the great reset? Why don't I just call it human nature? <laughs> I'm with I'm with you but it's but it is I'm not a, I'm not so quick to poo poo the people who call it the great reset because th they are right. I mean, look at Klaus Schwab was was bragging that he has People doesn't isn't Trudeau part of that? <laughs> Wasn't he part of the World Economic Forum? I don't know. There's they have people involved in all that stuff. <laughs> involved in what? Involved in different governments around the world. Sorry, I'm talking. I'm talking like you guys know what I'm talking about. You know the thing, like going <laughs> to Joe Biden. But what yeah. thing that they agree on certain things? They're in a club of people who agree. Like so are the yeah. Republicans. The Republicans agree with Saudi Arabia on many things. That doesn't mean they're in, like some kind of global cabal of Republicans <laughs> and Saudi Arabians that have this like super great reset plan to do Republican things. They're just they just agree. Like yes, Trudeau agrees with the World Health 
forum and they agree with some of the climate activists because there are facts and and they agree with those facts and they think that we should do something about those facts doesn't mean they're a part of some global cabal what cabal uh well they're not part of the good guys i'll tell you that much i don't know about i don't know exactly what cabal means but group of inter-organized group of people trying to like a secret organization behind the scenes trying to run things and implement policies oh, okay. to do something nefarious like no they're just they're just doing politics and yeah, they agree sure. on some stuff well we all know that there's some secret things that that may go on and we don't know what it is but you're right they are doing a lot of this stuff openly and they use intellectual arguments to fool the intellectuals and the emotional people which is the same thing they use reason right. to fool reasonable people that doesn't seem seems terrible why would anyone do that <laughs> that's how satan works that's that's how <laughs> that's that's how they trick the the population to supporting the so-called same-sex marriage like 20 years ago it wasn't the support for that wasn't to the level that it is and that wasn't just by innocent means didn't just yeah, by vote. reason it makes it makes sense we should we should give more rights to people in the lgbt community it makes perfect sense it makes society better it's, it's rational it's moral yes there are reasons to do that it's not just hey see you're you're an example of of rationalizing wrong <laughs> <laughs> but i don't want to like get steered off into this same-sex marriage thing but i take that as an example that how stuff has changed that you guys suddenly think that you're more why you're wiser than the than the simple men who ran society with logic and uh morality <laughs> what yeah, yeah i think i think typically most people today are wiser than the goat herders of two to four thousand years ago i think they are not they weren't using logic when they wrote those books um and we can see that very clearly in in many different cases like you know Happy is he who will dash babies against rocks. Doesn't seem logical. It was different times back then. I, and I don't know that. I don't know that verse specifically. I'm not defending that verse, but I'm just saying that, you know, they, they talk about um, just to not to get too far off topic, but they talk about lynchings for alleged theft, for example. And nowadays you get something stolen. It's not the end of your life or family. But back then, theft was like a, perhaps a life-threatening situation. You can't just let that continue. So they had quick so-called street justice, if you will, in the form of lynching. And now it seems so barbaric and horrific today to us. But back then, they had it was totally different times. Just giving you an example of it wasn't so improvements. The world getting better. So that's, it seems like an example of improvement in the world getting better. There's there's less lynchings today. Yeah, improvement. Maybe. Yes. I don't know if maybe. What do you mean maybe? No, I'm saying I don't know that there's less that there's are fewer lynchings today because we have. Uh, I think that the murder rates are higher, perhaps, than they were back then. And you can argue with that, but the murders or street justice, if you will with the drugs and all that stuff. I don't think that that's any less than the lynchings. So we have we have data on the lynchings back mm -hmm. to like 1882. You can just check the the faculty pages for a free university that says the current number of lynchings since 1965 has been about zero is the average. 
um, back in the in the 19 to 1800s, it was in the hundreds was the average. So it's been going down pretty consistently. Also, well, murder I, rates have been going down pretty consistently too. But I know, but murder after spiking like crazy since the uh, 60s. Yes. Um, yeah, they're going down after spiking like un to unprecedented levels in the 80s and 90s. So you can say, oh, they're going down, but they're still way higher than they were in the perhaps 50s, 40s, I would think depending on where you are and who you're around. But by, by lynchings, I mean that um, so-called street justice with the murders and all that stuff. So I don't think that we're better or smarter than the goat herders of thousands of years ago. We just, we're just in different times. And you could say we are doing better in that we have time of, we have a time of plenty, at least in America. Practically nobody, probably perhaps nobody is starving in America and in many of these other countries. And so we have a, a society that can, people can get away with a lot more and live longer, longer. We have medical advances and things like that where people can live in ways that are detrimental to their health and then get these Western medicine to survive longer and stuff like that. So that's, it, it's, it's cushy. It's nice. I, I wouldn't necessarily want to trade it, but it's not uh, its not necessarily morally better. So, so we have new medicines that can save people lives and give people more freedom to live the way they want. And that's not better. I'm saying that the, I'm saying that the, that the way it enables, enables people to live in, in freedom uh, long ways is, well, it seems like you're the one advocating advocating for centralized authority and trying to force people to live a certain way. You know what? I am not entirely against that. Um, but but I so, do. So, so Hake is doing the Greg reset. The, Hake, the, the Greg would, reset is done by Hake. It is real. I, I would if I were smart. If I were smart, I would be in with like Klaus Schwab is with all these corporations. But I would have a tougher time convincing them because I don't have that verbal IQ or whatever. And uh, I don't have the culture on my side, but the the waves of the culture, if you will, are for what these people are about. They just I don't know if they just don't have any morals and they're just jumping on the trends or if they're part of driving the trends because they see them as valuable to them, because the more immoral people are, the more controllable people are. The more people are on pot or on pornography the less they're paying attention to themselves and their lives and um, the immoral things that they're pushing. Well, that seems directly contradictory to, you know, like every genocide ever. Um, the, the It's easier to control people the more immoral people are, like right. Hitler, you know, Hitler controlling people to kill lots of Jews because they're immoral, not moral. Right. The more moral people are, might might be harder to. But right. this has absolutely nothing to do with economic policy to try to fix the world. Like... Hey, there is carbon dioxide that's seeding up the planet and causing lots of disastrous economic impacts that killing people. Maybe we should do something about that. Isn't a global conspiracy. That's just looking at data and trying to fix problems. It's pretty, pretty basic stuff. I don't call it a conspiracy necessarily, but the, there has been a lot of shenanigans and uh, shutting down of, of differing opinions in the scientific world, I hear, uh, around the climate stuff. So there's, there is this um, anti-free speech, if you will, 
even at the scientific level, which is doesn't sound to me very scientific to try to shut down dissent, scientific dissent. Have you tried to publish a scientific paper? No. You should do that because you might learn a bit about the process. It's, it's, there's this process called double blind peer review. Uh -huh. And the way it works is, is your name isn't on the paper. Where you're from isn't on the paper. It just shows the content of the paper and it's shown to somebody and neither of you know anything about one another. And all you do is read the content of the paper and they, they, they will let anybody submit these. This is, this is not like you need a PhD. Cause again, it's double blind. They have no idea what your background is. You can submit a paper right now and get it peer reviewed. It's very easy. Nobody is like conspiring in the scientific community to hide any of these papers. They're just bad. That's, that's why they're rejected is because they're bad. Okay. Well, I'm not talking about that necessarily. I'm talking about um, at the IPCC, for example. Um, that's the UN International Panel on Climate Mess. And they're, they're trying to do the Great Reset stuff in the name of the climate hype, right? And you're acting like it's just, a, just an innocent economic policy to fix things. But, well, it's not a policy. It's just a group of people who have a bunch of opinions. They don't actually do I anything. Know, uh, you're acting like it's an innocent efforts to just fix things it's based on data. Yeah. But, but no, it's, that's, that's not really the case. They've shut, shut out legitimate scientists who've been uh, opposed to that, who've been part of those organizations. And I'll, I'll ask you if you are aware of the media making caricatures and the politicians too making caricatures of what's actually said in these scientific papers and this you know the 97 percent of scientists agree with this and 90, it turns out 97 percent of scientists actually don't agree with this stuff that the politicians and the media are pushing which is driving public uh opinion and what the dumb liberal teachers are brainwashing the kids with and scaring the kids Fear is not scientific. Scaring the kids into having climate anxiety. There's a whole lot of tall tales going in with this um, climate scare, climate hype. There is undeniable hype that is uh, pushing towards uh, bad solutions to what I call misdiagnosed problems. What was the question there? Something about the 97%? Like that—that's from a comparison of papers. It's not an opinion poll of scientists that was comparing the published papers and the evidence of those published papers. So it and wasn't like. And many of those scientists came back and said, "What you claim that I believe, I don't actually believe," was what I heard based on the story. Yeah, that and was the ones that was supporting that was climate change was a fake. Those were the ones because there was three percent of papers. There was, I think, ten thousand papers that were that were studied in this, and the ones that gave some evidence for the rejection of climate change was actually published by scientists who affirm climate change. And so it was showing that the paper was not conclusive or indicating that there was no climate change. So the 3% was actually the people who you're talking about who didn't actually agree with the anti anti climate change. So like the papers were correct. There is climate change and it is a scientific fact. Well, whatever, but that, but you didn't address what I said, like, this the 97 percent of scientists who agreed did not actually agree with what the the media was saying that they were agreeing with and the person who made that who put to compiled that list of papers he was being either dishonest or jumping to false conclusions 
years. And it's been repeated over and over falsely. So that's why the first thing I said was the 97% isn't of scientists. It's of papers, published right. academic papers. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Which, which is in science, if you're a scientist, that matters more than the opinions of the scientists. We want to know what does the evidence, which is the published papers, indicate. And the evidence, 97% of it indicates climate change is real. So whatever the that person... Means. Well, so the person who writing who was writing this did a very good job of representing the scientific body of data. Um, and so, yes, 97% of the scientific body of data indicates climate change is real. Um, well, and then that, the media misquoted that and said it was like a poll of scientists, which it wasn't. It was more, more rigorous than that. It was a poll of papers. Um, but the media makes lots of stupid mistakes. I mean, have you seen Tucker Carlson? It's an innocent mistake. Yes, like when, when an average person reads 97% of papers represent right. the this particular scientific conclusions, they don't understand the scientific process. Like you said, you haven't tried to publish a scientific paper. You don't understand the scientific process. So I if care? the media is reading this, they're going to think it's like, oh, 97% of scientists, it's completely an honest mistake because they just don't understand how science works. They're idiots. Right, and, they're, and these idiots are influencing public... Uh, public um opinion and so too are the politicians who are not innocent either i say that the neither are the media their fear they have fear and they push fear and they have anger and they push anger and so, same too with the blind brainwashed teachers who are are traumatizing the children with this fear they're going way past what the science science actually says Okay, so, in, order, so, in order to push, oh, we need the Green New Deal or whatever the flavor of the day fake solution to this imaginary problem is. So, so the paper actually showed that 97% of the science indicates climate change is real. And you're complaining that they said 97% of the scientists, which is less, less compelling than the science, they said that the scientists think it's 97%. And you're thinking they're misrepresenting the data. So, so there's a stronger thing, the scientific body of evidence, which indicates climate change is real to 97%. And the weaker thing, the opinions of the scientists doesn't, but they said the weaker thing um, and they're manipulating people. Like that seems kind of backwards. They're, they're, they're using the weaker thing to manipulate people rather than the stronger thing, which is the body of the science which would indicate even more. It seems like they're doing the opposite of what you're saying. They're presenting a bunch of people's opinions as if it's evidence and not presenting the evidence, which actually indicates the thing they're saying. Right. But the evidence doesn't say that you, you're making a claim and I'm, I'm not convinced that the claim that you're making is, is making it is saying that it's man-made and it's catastrophic and all that stuff saying climate change is real is kind of a meaningless statement to me. That's why I kept on saying whatever that means. Okay, let me clarify. Anthropocentric climate change is real. Man, right. climate change okay. is real. All that's right. What, that's what all the evidence indicates. Okay. Now, um, my broader point was to point out that 97% mess. Scientific consensus is the thing that they say. And okay. you've, I guess you've dismantled that little detail. I mean, that little uh, example. But we see children having... Um, what they call climate anxiety. And you've seen politicians and media people regularly 
cite these storms and tornadoes and hurricanes and all these things as evidence of climate change. And it's because of climate change that we're having this. And they're putting SJW stuff in this, uh, climate justice and all that mess. So you may, you may be able to like ex explain away a paper, which to my simple mind, you haven't really explained it like clearly, but I don't want to get bogged down on it. But it's undeniable that the media and the politicians and the academia type people, the, especially the brainwashing the ki of the younger kids, are out of control. And, di and if not dishonest, stupid and mistaken. Well, I mean, I don't... I, I talked a long time, but do you follow what I'm saying? Uh, the, media maybe. The, the media and the government and the academia world, even if this scientists are saying one thing, they're being they're overhyping it and pushing fear and pushing their what I say are false solutions. Well, scientists are really boring people. They just present the data. Um, I don't know if kids were experiencing anxiety from this. I wouldn't see it as any different from Republicans experiencing trans anxiety or anxiety from uh, gay nightclubs and then thinking that hurricanes are a result of God's wrath because we're being evil. Yeah, there's a bunch of very silly people with silly beliefs and think that those impact society that's just how ideologies work in order to push um, power well i don't think that's the case i don't you're think you're hungering for power come on you know that i don't think you agree with me on that well well they're trying to promote their ideology which is buying for power it's not working um most scientists most academics aren't compelled by um propaganda um propaganda is meant to fool people on twitter <laughs> but anyway uh, but i wasn't talking about the scientists i'm t talking about the uh policy the green new deal type stuff they're tr they're trying to shut down um gas powered cars here in california by 2035 there's all kinds of policy stuff that's going on but that's based on the science none of the media matters based on fear fear mongering the the politicians don't know or care about the science they're just exploiting uh convenience for for power well no like the green new deal was specifically written with scientists to try to fight the scientific problem of climate change it's not about like people's opinions it's literally just about the science and this is what the great reset is about is is about pushing the so-called experts as though they're going to make good decisions for the rest of the people that's what the great reset is about typically if they're experts that means they know more about something and so if you're trying to say well there's a global economic or global uh climate crisis the the ones who would probably know how to solve it would be the experts that seems to make sense and so you, so that's a yes rule by experts or rule in the name of experts well i would prefer that as opposed to like asking the bible or asking a ouija board maybe we should ask the science because science works it's the only one that works yeah so so you're saying that the great reset as i call as i describe it rule by experts is real and desirable or is what you would want if what you're saying is should we make decisions based off of the best data we have that is testable and repeatable and verifiable and can be shown to to be correct in reality yes yes i do think we should do that i don't think we should 
use the Bible or Ouija boards or people's intuitions or Twitter polls. I think we should <laughs> do science. And you, and yet you acknowledge that it may well have been overboard, stupid people put people having fear. Not the science. No, no, no. I'm talking about, no, I'm not talking about the science. I'm talking about the measures taken in the name of the science may well have been stupid. Shutting sure, down. Sure. There's lots of overbearing yeah. policies. Yes. In the name of experts. Well, those weren't done in the name of experts. Like I know, but they say in the name of the science, the science. <laughs> yeah, so like the science says that in order to stop the spread of a virus, we limit um, exposure. That's very rational. It's a very rational thing to do. Did it work? Um, well, in America, most people didn't. A, lot, a very large portion of the population didn't um, isolate. If they did, then yes, that, that would have ended the virus. Like if all human beings isolated for two weeks, the virus would be dead. It would be gone permanently from the history of the world. It would be gone, but we didn't do it. So the scientists were like, hey, here's how we can literally eliminate the virus in two weeks. If everybody just isolates, people didn't do that. Uh -huh. um, so the scientists were correct. The scientists were like, hey, we can solve this problem. We can get this over with. Everybody can go back to normal and it will cost less and save more lives. And they were 100% correct. If everybody in the world spent two weeks and didn't and isolated, it would have been better for everybody. So you People agree with and they didn't do it. So you agree with Trump's 15 days to slow the spread? No, no. And the science says that if we isolated completely, it would end COVID. COVID would die. The entire disease would Trump's die. 15 days. 15 days. It sounds like two weeks. Well, that's the science is saying that. It's not to slow the spread. If we literally all human beings isolated, it would die. Well, Trump is a practical man. He knows that all people are not going to stop life. They they can't function like that. They can't afford to do that. And so reality says, no matter what the scientific idealists say, is we know that it's only going to be able to slow it because you're never going to get people to all people, especially the ones who, the low information voters whom they love, to uh, comply, nor the people who think for themselves and stuff like that. You're not going to get 100% compliance. So you agree with Trump's 15 days then? Um, I don't have any idea what I'm, you're asking exactly right there. So my claim was that the scientists said, here's how we end the virus, and the scientists are correct. Their understanding of how the virus works, understanding of how to stop it is correct. They said, here's how do we stop it. This is the best way to save the most lives. Um, they didn't say it was practical. That's, that's on the po political side. Right. And so whether or not we can practically implement these policies and get them to work, that's more like what we would expect politicians to try to understand more about. Not the scientists. The scientists are correct. They, they were right. This is this is the correct the facts of how the data of how the virus works, of how we can stop it, of what the, the way to save the most lives and to save the economy. The scientists were right about all of that. Um, the problem is, is politicians whether or not they can implement it and people, whether or not they listen, but none of that has to do with the science. The science was right about all of it. Right. But the, the name in the name of science is a misnomer because they're not, they don't really care about the science. They were overprotective mama spirit type of uh, control freak um, the, where 15 days to slow the spread is what Trump uh, adhered to at the beginning March 2020 when this thing became declared a, a state of emergency or a pandemic or whatever the UN called it and that turned into 
shutting down and killing businesses and arresting people for paddle boarding off the beach here in Santa Monica or wherever and doing all kinds of silly um silly control freak measures yes there are lots of stupid policies in addition to that but i don't so that's not like a great reset there's always stupid policies republicans put in stupid policies all the time and so the, the republicans do it and so it's not a great reset everyone does it they, they've they always done it there's no reset it's just human nature you're not denying the reset you're just saying that that it's the reset is an example of what what we all see all around us all the time yeah if i'm saying that another example human nature is the same as always been and coin it a, the great reset to make it sound all spooky and scary and ooh, oh, great is kind of silly yeah i mean I, I don't even think that the great reset necessarily sounds spooky and silly what's spookier to me is when you have diff all these organizations the biden campaign and whoever else saying build back better you will own nothing and you will be happy and we need to just get rid of the these gas powered cars and we need to all, all these different silly things and put on a mask and get the vaccine the vaccine's going to stop this and that there's it's all kind of it's all a, a power grab no like what what part uh -huh. of that is a power, what what part of biden's promotional slogan is a power grab like no it's trump's what was trump's again i forget what it was the make america, uh, make america great again like is that a power grab because he made a slogan? at least make america great again is inspiring the build back better <laughs> is saying we're gonna let this thing be destroyed and build it back in our image which is Satan's image this is the ultimate ploy of the great reset we're gonna make Big silly slogans. The silly slogan, silly slogan reset. That should be the new title. I don't see where you actually disagree with me about anything other than whether some of these things are real or fake or good or bad to do. Like you, yeah, you agree with rule by experts. Yes. You agree with the um, climate. Uh, Anthropocentric uh, climate change. Is. Yes. It's a, and you call it you would call it a crisis. I don't want to call it a hype in your thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know about crisis, but yes, it is a thing that's real. Uh, catastrophic. I don't know because it's more long term than that. So I would just say it's real. The scientific evidence is the yes. Anthropocentric climate change is a real thing. Is it irreversible? And no. what? What is it? Six years <laughs> or eight years? No, it's not. No, like the goal of science is to, to reverse it through using means to suck carbon dioxide out of the air. Like we're working on means to do that right now. It's of course it's reversible. Interesting, man. Um, like one of the means is we're trying to use synthetic algae, which algae is very good at pulling carbon dioxide out of the air. And if we can generate enough efficient means of algae like that, we can potentially reverse it. So it's definitely reversible. It's literally just physics. Everything in physics is reversible. A lot of these, a lot of these green people you know the green new deal types if you will are not for like nuclear energy yeah they're dumb, they're dumb. right so nuclear energy yeah. is great we should always yeah. do nuclear energy it just needs to be managed by capable people who can prevent or who can maintain stuff properly so we don't have a meltdown or whatever yeah like the vast majority of um, See, nuclear power plants you're reasonable you're you're one expert that i would let have limited uh say 
except for same-sex marriage and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, let me see if there's anything else. You do you see the the UN as a as a positive force? NATO NATO is similar in my mind to these others because NATO forces what I heard all these people all these member nations to support the LGBT mess and this human rights madness thing. And that's like very un-Christian. And I think you appreciate some level of Christian uh, civilization, whereas they're kind of subverting it and taking it away from decency. So I'm, I'm for organizations supporting human rights. Um, I think that's a good thing. I think human rights are a good thing. Um, I think that Christianity is a very immoral religion in many aspects. It has done good things in, in the past. Um, it was very beneficial to societies in the past and helped societies to grow. It got the LGBT thing wrong. It's, it's wrong about that. Um, we should definitely be more accepting of people who have different biologically determined sexual drives that aren't heterosexual because it's a thing. And there's not, it's not immoral to allow them to marry in any way. Uh, so yes, we should give them human rights and treat them like humans because they're humans. But that's not, that's kind of a, that's almost a scarecrow or whatever argument. Um, because strawman Christians, yeah, the Christians treat the LGBT people, at least the decent ones, like human beings. It's just that we don't agree with them, that type of madness where you call wrong, right, and pretend along with the, with the delusions of different people. You don't, you don't enable people or, or pretend wrong is right. So I think that these organizations, my bigger point is World Health Organization, kissing up to women like that, um, the communist roots of like Dr. Tedros and all that stuff, all these, all these uh, one world types and we are the world types are not trustworthy or decent people. And they're not for uh, normal common sense. They can, they can push, I can see that they can push a level of civility or whatever, but it's kind of like cherry picked and dishonest and um, pick and choose who you want to enforce your rules against. Ne nepotism. Yes, there is nepotism in power. That's a thing. Um, I think that they're perfectly rational to think that we should treat people in the LGBT community with respect and let them marry they should totally do that i do think that there's a lot of people on the left who go overboard and just call anybody who disagrees racist sexist transphobic etc etc for no reason um but in general the morality of christianity got this one wrong and society is going ahead moving ahead correctly against christianity and i think that that's a good thing um and as we make the world a better place more people are going to be accepting of that which is also a good thing and it's not going to deteriorate society at all it's going to make it better do you when you look at the un and the world health organization and organizations like that do you see decency is it a net plus or a net neutral or do you cringe Maybe it's both at them. Well, I, I like to use that quote that uh, democracy is 
is the worst form of government. It just happens to be better than all the other ones we've tried. So I see like most political figures and people trying to make a difference in the world as they have their flaws. They're not great, but they're at least they're trying. They're they're better than Hitler. Um, so I think that the World Health Organization and um, the UN are doing things to try to make the world better with the best that they can. There, there are they are a bunch of idiots. I would agree are there, but they're far better than a Republican-run World Health Organization would be. So I think that yes, the Democrats are making progress. They're doing it slowly, and they're idiots, but they're better than the Republicans. Huh. Interesting. Um. No, man. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. Just want to let everybody know that uh, we have uh, four minutes left until Q&A, so get your Super Chats in while you still can. I'm ready for Q&A. You ready for Q&A now? I suppose I I I might be I, I'm about ready. Yeah. If I if I think of anything, I'm, I imagine we might have like a closing statement type thing. Uh, not usually, but if you want, we can do that right now. Uh, okay. Okay. Great. All right. Let me just reset the clock then, and we will go into the Q and A. So, ladies and gentlemen, just want to remind you that our guests are linked in the description below. So if you like what you heard, don't forget to click on those links below, whether you're listening on YouTube or via the podcast. And we're going to have an after show tonight. That's also linked in the description below as well. So uh, the timer is set. 25 minutes of Q&A. And the first question comes from Irish Rose for five pounds. They say, Bill Gates owns the largest amount of private farmland in the USA. Anybody want to respond to that? Yeah. That's that's creepy. He's not. He's he's kind of run by his ex-wife, I think. Ex-wife, right? That guy. That guy. I don't know. I don't trust him. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. And and he's all in with these people who are for pushing different things and meddling their their fingers into the affairs of people's lives. Vaccines and all that stuff, which I don't entirely trust. All right. The, the amount of privately owned land isn't even that great, so it's it's not... It's like if I have the most of the pie, but there's a billion different people who have a piece of the pie and the most is 0.0001%, it's, it does, it's not a significant fact. It doesn't matter. Okay, but did you notice that uh, with the shutdowns, for example, a lot of small businesses and entrepreneurs went under and, yes. had, and the bigger businesses uh, thrived I don't see that as a positive thing. I think that these things were unnecessary and, you know, like minimum wage and all that stuff is unnecessary and it hampers the self-sufficiency local. Oh, this is what my question was going to be. Uh, although it's kind of deviating from the thing, local control or centralized control, which would you prefer? Uh, it depends on the particular policy. There's, benefits of both but like obviously i think that if there is something like what the speed limit should be on a road that should be local um what the amount of pollution should be into a river that spans six different states that should be federal so i think that depending on the policy that there should be a different constituency that determines its effects depending on the scope of the implications okay nice thank you okay Next question comes in from Kent Woods for $10. They say, members of the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization typically fund political parties globally. 
So why is it conspiracy to suggest these people have a shared interest in concentrating power? Watch the last American vagabond. Because again, they're just they're just doing the things they're already doing. It's not a conspiracy. Like if you agree with a political party, you give money to that political party. Uh, this isn't a global conspiracy any more than a person donating to the Republican Party because they agree with it is. Like, yes, large organizations tend to donate and give money to political candidates who are helping them. It's just humans being humans. It's not a conspiracy. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's a conspiracy, although I know that there's a lot of shenanigans done behind closed doors a lot. But um, I'm not one to like assert something that I don't know, actually, um, at least not knowingly. But I would say that it doesn't make them, it, they are indecent people and they're doing it in front of our faces and enough useful idiots are on board with what they're about. It's a shame. Okay. And the next super chat comes in from uh, In the Pocket for $2 Canadian. Um, they res they say all due respect to you, Hake, but they would like another debater to take up this. Uh, I understand. I understand. And then from Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I didn't have any follow-up. Okay. Uh, yeah. From Gavin Lockhart for $5, they say, um, does Tom Jump have any opinions that don't serve the establishment? <laughs> uh, yes, I have lots of, I'm a centrist, so everybody hates me because I think that Democrats are idiots and Republicans are idiots and that neither one should be in control. So yeah, I have lots of opinions that don't serve the establishment. Got it. And then from Udehef, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, for $5, they say, Hey, what is more immoral? Two um, homosexual people getting married or two homosexual people living in a secret life uh, with each other while criticizing other homosexuals on the radio? Um, I don't know. It's not for me to say what's, in, what's more immoral or less immoral. Sounds like he's listening to gossip, which is also immoral. Got it. And then from Mr. Monster for $5, they say climate change is a very real global warming has is very real. Global warming has happened before it caused extinctions such as the great dying fact. Yeah, this one's anthropocentric global warming. So it's caused by humans this time. But yes, it has happened many times in the past and it has been bad in the past. So we have reason to be concerned that we should probably try to not make it as bad as the ones in the past. I assume you've heard about the solar flare stuff. The solar yeah, flare. solar flares from the sun. Yeah, what about them? They have. Do they have more impact or less impact on uh, than the anthropocentric? Uh, well, if a solar flare directly hit the planet, it would fry everything. So they they would have more if they directly hit the planet. But like, what's been going on with the sun? Has that been influencing? Yeah, the sun's temperature has been increasing, um, which does increase the the temperature on Earth, yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And then from Anomic Anomic from 199, they say, welcome back. Hey, we missed you. Thank you, man. I've been out for several months. I had like three surgeries. And so it's nice to be back. Nice to see the chat as well as the ho the host and my opponent. Very cool. Glad to hear that you're doing better. Thank uh, you. 199 from Anomic Economic again. They say at best science can give us um, numbers, not what to do. 
in your face, T-Jump. So, like, if I can give you numbers and say that, you know, you should probably gamble on the one that's the most likely. That would be giving you numbers and what to do. So, so numbers, numbers are very good at telling you what to do. Okay. Um, from Kent Woods for two dollars, they say, T-Jump, have you read The Great Reset by Case Swab? Schwab. His book? No, I have no interest in it whatsoever. Why? Yeah, let me copy these questions. I don't blame you. More just pop in. I don't either. Either of you have read it? Neither have us. Neither of us have. I don't know. Okay. All so right. Next question. Anyway. Go ahead. Sorry. Two no, <laughs> ignorant people arguing about this thing. <laughs> Got it. Uh, from Kent Wood, no, from In the Pocket for $2 Canadian, they say, Hake is a great steel man for the negative position. Steel man means I won't move. And uh, so, <laughs> so, so a steel man is the opposite of a straw man. A steel man is a representation of an argument that is like the strongest possible form. So he's saying that you're doing a good job for my side of the debate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, from uh, K. Max McDonald, they say for ten dollars, what best educated guess do the two guests think caused COVID in the first place? Was it probably a wet market or a lab leak? Any theories? Evolution, random mutation through DNA to cause new viruses, which happens literally all the time. Um, the viruses happen very, very often. New viruses happen super super often um the fact that there was one really bad one is really common there would no be no need for like a lab leak new viruses happen all the time it's just evolution i i couldn't say whether it was the wet market or the lab leak but i wouldn't put it past china to make an error they're sloppier from what i understand they've leaked viruses before including the um the SARS, the original SARS that was that killed such such and such number of hundreds of Chinese. So it's unsurprising that it came out of China. Let's just put it that way, according to the reports. Okay. And then the next question from Nick Stream for $9.99. They say, I get the impression that there are large groups of people in this so-called democratic country whose whose wishes are being ignored by a larger, more powerful group. That could speak to a reset. Yeah. Go ahead. Could that speak to a reset? I'm sorry. Well, I'd say no, because that's just again normal. Like Americans on the majority, I think it's like 70 to 80 percent are for legalization of marijuana, but we haven't done that yet because politicians are stupid and aren't interested in benefiting people. So I think there's lots and lots of policies that the majority of people would agree on. Uh, reproductive rights for women. The majority of Americans would agree that we should have those. Uh, abortion should be illegal. But politicians don't agree. So yes, there's lots of political decisions that don't represent the views of the majority, which is dumb, which is why we should have no electoral college and just do a vote by majority. No, I'm not for at all democracy or major mob rule. I mean, it's just the, the most people like you admit are idiots. And they're not for what's right. And I, I rebuke you for saying, for saying a reproductive freedom or whatever you said. That's that's like the opposite. Freedom to kill the baby is not reproductive freedom, man. And no reproductive freedom for the men. That's I mean that's just a silly statement, a silly uh, phrase that I'm surprised that you would repeat. But uh, 
Yeah, we don't want a democracy. And we also don't want uh, the, the wrong kind of powerful groups to control everything, for sure. Okay. From Mr. Monster, who's been a member for 11 months. Thank you so much, Mr. Monster. They say, what can be done about climate change? Well, as I mentioned before, there's many different mechanisms we're working on to try to pull carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere, like the algae one. Um, there's many ways to make artificial uh, greenhouse kinds of things in deserts by um, desalinating the water and using the water to fertilize the land to create more plants, and the plants can then pull carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Um, by making more electric vehicles, more nuclear power plants, as Hake pointed out, nuclear power plants are phenomenal. They only release like water vapor. There's no pollution there. Um, they would be great if we just started replacing most coal-powered plants with um, nuclear power plants. That would be a definitely a way to do it. There's many ways that we can realistically fight the added amount of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere in ways that are very not like just damaging to the economy. Like nuclear power plants are great for the economy. We should build lots of them. Yeah, I'm not for the government, these phony corrupt the worst of the politicians are the ones making the decisions on what should be done about whatever's going on. I'll defer to the so-called experts on that, I guess. Hmm. But it should, but these people are bringing in false solutions and they're overhyping the problem and putting fear in the kids, which is, I'm surprised that uh, t hasn't heard about that. Uh just found a copy of the Great Reset. I believe this is the right copy, uh, which is for free on the internet. So if anybody else wants to read it, I'm going to read it. That's for sure. Anyways, the next question comes from Humanist Reformation. For 1999, they say, let's teach the Bible in schools again so everyone knows the failed promises of Jesus to his disciples, like in Matthew chapter 10, 16, and 24. Let's teach everyone the truth of the Bible and give everyone religious rights. I don't know that passage by by heart so i can't comment on that but it sounds like that person is being a, a smarty pants like sarcastic <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to say the smart a word because kids may be watching you know what i think you're right all right mina for two dollars um they say t jump why does every jew have the same opinion they don't there's many <laughs> jews who disagree like have you met ben shapiro all right. And that concludes our list of uh, Super Chats at the moment. So if you do have a question for Once Nice Debaters and you want to make sure that it gets read, now's a great time to send it. So, oh, got another one from Anomicanomic for $9.99. They say, if, quote unquote, the science knew 100% that lockdowns, masks, forced backs would save 5 million lives, is the decision whether that is worth the trade-off a scientific one or something else? Yes, it's a scientific one. Um, so yes, if we can scientifically know that we could save most lives and we can scientifically calculate the effects on the economy and how many lives that's going to cost, we can do a scientific analysis of which will have the best cost-benefit analysis of what we should do. Yes, that is a scientific decision. Okay. Hmm. And, okay, uh, no more Super Chats yet, so send them in, guys. From GG, uh, they say, question for Hank. Uh, why not try to get informed about the subjects you are debating or talking about? Uh, you know what? I I feel that I'm not the most informed on on this topic, but I do. I stand by what I said, 
I don't think that he disproved one statement that I said, really. He just, and in fact, he agrees with most of what I said. He just disagrees that it's a bad thing. Perhaps okay. that wasn't from my knowledge could be more complete for sure. I accept that criticism. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> from uh, Layton Knight HVAC, uh, T Jump, are you aware of James Lindsay and how he got fake? feminist research papers peer-reviewed and published in yes. prominent science publications. Everything yes. isn't what it seems. No, they were not prominent scientific publications. They were feminist journals, which are garbage and no one takes seriously. And he showed that you can publish gibberish in feminist journals because they don't do peer review in the same way that scientific journals do. And his point was to try to get the feminist garbage journals to hold up to the same scientific rigorous standards as um, the hard science journals, biology, chemistry, physics, geology, because their peer review is is real and the feminist journals are garbage. And so you can publish anything in feminist journals. So yeah, James Lindsay just made up a bunch of random stuff about uh, like looking at dog butts and published it in a feminist journal to show that you can get any junk you want published in feminist journals because they're garbage. From K Max McDonald for $4.99, they say, Tom, do you feel wokeness from media hurts perceptions of science, just the idea of politics over facts? Yes, uh, both extremism on the left and extremism on the right both damage the perceptions of science because they try to force their political interpretations onto the data, which is always counterproductive to understanding reality for the exact same reasons that for hoisting a religious perspective onto the data is counterproductive to understanding reality. But I say that even the so-called centrists, because you consider yourself a centrist, and yet you're for the LGBT madness, including the T stuff, transgender, like, I don't know how how young you'd go. But we had a debate about that, and you were arguing that that stuff is good because it's it's shown that it makes their brain's sense of well-being improve to go along with the their, del their delusions. So you're not so centrist that you think you are you're you're just as swayed by the i don't know if it's, it's the broader culture or the broader scientific consensus as uh the so-called extremists you're pretty extreme and and the, and the mainstream is quite extreme i say well so like if allowing a consenting adult to get a surgery to change the way they physically look can help improve their well-being and quality of life it's pretty centrist to be like yeah we should do that but that's but the reality is that that's a silly notion that that can improve their true well-being. Well, it improves their well-being in all of the measurable scientific ways based on that we can show in reality based off of things that are like real. Okay. Speaking of real. All right. Okay. And we got another super chat from Anomic Anomic for 199. Thank you so much. They say if science can answer that question why do we vote? Oh, well, so uh, science, that, like if we, the question was, is if we can use science to give a definitive answer on what the best solution is, then yeah, we wouldn't need to vote. We just say, okay, science gives the best answer to everything. It, it doesn't though. There's a lot of gray areas on like economic policy. Science doesn't solve economic policy and what will affect or encourage people to spend money more wisely and not be in debt and to get an education. Like we don't know how to motivate people. That's not a scientific question. That's an economic and 
socioeconomic question. Um, but yes, if science could answer socioeconomic questions to know what would best benefit everybody, then yeah, we wouldn't need to vote. We just let science do it. Yeah, but but as you as we all know, like science gets scientists get in bed with the uh, politicians and a whole lot of stuff gets corrupt and scientists are not perfect people either nor are nor is their work so it's it's a silly notion to think that 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 leading by the experts is going to be this um is going to be this uh the best solution you know the uh the most logical solution the most um even the scientifically rigorous solution, because it's always going to be corrupted by the phony politics of both the scientists and the people who are controlling them and paying them. Well, that's why I mentioned that double bind peer review thing. The scientist work um, is tested and repeated and verified by many different sources to make sure it works independent of all the political garbage. That's why we can trust the papers. And that's why that poll you mentioned of the 97% consensus is based on the papers because the papers are double blind peer reviewed and they're true independent of what any of the scientists think. That's why it's but more that's, important to go with the papers. Yeah. But the people lie about what's in the papers and the um, papers aren't the ones that are defining the policy. The policy is always going to be corrupted. No matter how you, you don't double blind policy, you fool the people and you put fear in the people and they cave to your f fake solutions. I don't know how you would double blind policy. That would be See? exactly. Interesting. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, from Anomikonomic, once again, they say, T-Jump, what is the replication crisis? Uh, the replication crisis is a problem in scientific papers that when of we look at many of the scientific papers, specifically in the social sciences, we don't have the ability to replicate them and get the same results, which shows that they're not... Um, particularly reliable because many scientific journals prioritize positive results to negative results. And so they disincentivize repeating older papers to find out if they are correct. And so for many of the minor, minor kinds of progress in science, they aren't repeated and falsified to the degree enough to make them re rational. And so the replication crisis is a fact that many of the minor progresses are not tested in peer review and verified to be rigorous. That went Got it. My <laughs> um, from Tanky for two pounds, they say, sorry for my edgy jokes. Please take away my shadow ban. Um, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm not going to do that because I'm going to send have me $10. I'll do it or the information. <laughs> there you go. Send him $10. Super chat. You <laughs> <laughs> All right. The angry Canuck says the scientists also said the vaccine upon release would stop the spread of COVID. Yet it did not T jump. How could they have known immediately that 15 days would end a novel virus? Because of the life cycle of the virus. So the vaccine is separate from stopping the virus. You can know that a virus would stop if there was no transmission because your immune system will fight the virus and kill the virus in your body. And the way it survives is by moving to someone else who isn't immunized and it can then grow in that host. If literally all humans stayed away from one another, for two weeks, then the virus would not be able to spread to another host, which means the only remaining virus would be the ones in your body, which would then be fought by the immune system and killed. So when you're no longer sick and no longer transmissible 
for the virus at about the two-week period, which is what how long it takes your body to build up an immunization and to fight and kill the virus, then it would have no ability to spread to another person, which means the remaining ones in your body would die, and then there would be literally no more anywhere in the planet. And that's how we solved polio, because you can solve diseases if you just cure them from everyone. And so if you take the life cycle of the virus and keep everyone isolated so it doesn't spread, the virus will die. So is it true that scientists did lie and oh, say wow. or say the say something false in making their claims about the vax well no they never said the vaccine was going to cure it because vaccines don't do that they literally all they do is they build up immunization they, they can't cure a virus but like a, a vaccine is literally just a miniature version of the virus to get your body prepared for it it's not like uh a antibacterial that's going to kill the virus it doesn't kill the virus a vaccine <laughs> I thought the super chat said not that it would cure, but that it would stop the spread. Stop the spread. Well, like, and that's if, what they, that's what I heard that some scientists were saying, or some so-called health experts. Well, he's he had two parts of the question. One was about the virus and spreading it. So yes, if most people are immunized, then it will slow the spread of the virus. That's true. Um, but the second party, the second party asked was about the ending it completely, and vaccines don't do that. Okay. Uh, got another one from Tanky. They said, "Should social <laughs> should social sciences even be called science?" No. Depends which ones. Some of them are okay. Some of them are very stupid. Feminism, gender studies, no. Those, I'm I'm with Hake on that one. I'm on the I'm on the Hake train. Get rid of the gender studies. <laughs> but All we right. love women. We cherish yeah. them. Uh, sup. Chris G, thanks for the chat. Really appreciate it. Um, next question. Well, how much time we got left? 34 seconds. Last thing. Last question, guys. Uh, from Palmo316. Please ask Hake to provide a coherent definition of the Great Reset. Mm. Uh, rule in the name of experts. After destroying what was perfectly... Fine, not perfectly fine, but what was doing better than what they're rebuilding as. I guess that's not coherent. I did my best. Sorry. Got it. Uh, from four ninety nine, uh, four four ninety nine from Atomic Economic, Atomic Economic. They say, "Hake T Jump admitted peer review is not rigorous, and a lot of the papers are wrong." And then uh, from Roscoe Jones for five dollars Canadian, they say, "Who appoints the experts, and what are the requirements to be appointed as the so-called experts?" Yeah, and that's the end of the Q and A. All right. Well, so the first thing is I admitted that the replication crisis is that many of the peer review papers aren't able to be reproduced in the minor results, major results. They always test them. So physics, they always test the results in large hadron colliders. So there's no problem there. It's on the minor papers and the minor results that don't get tested. It's not a problem with peer review. It's a problem with not having enough scientists to do the, the tests for all the different kinds of researches for minor issues. Um, and secondly, what was the second thing? Something about... Um, um, who appoints the experts and what are the requirements to be appointed as a so-called expert? Someone who can make progress in the academic field. So if you can make discoveries in the field, that's what makes you an expert. So you have to have a, a large oh, body of knowledge of all the other progress things that happened in the field to know what's going on in the field and then use those to infer new things about the field that we don't know yet and then make testable predictions about what we're going to see, do experiments to confirm those testable predictions and 
the entire time being consistent with all of the other knowledge in the field. Okie dokie. Well, that ends the Q&A, ladies and gentlemen. So before we go, I'd just like to thank the moderators in the chat for keeping everything civil, James for creating this platform, the audience, everybody who sent in chats and watched the, uh, the debate, everyone uh, who sent in super chats especially. And lastly, the debaters who are the lifeblood of the show, thank you both so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. So like it if you loved it. No, thank you. Like it if you loved it, share it if you want to spread it, and subscribe. We have many more debates coming your way that you don't want to miss, so hit the subscribe button and check them out. Do it now. So uh, And don't forget, we have a after show on my channel linked in the description below so come on and continue the conversation there and thank you everybody have a great night and remember keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable have a great night when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.